Welcome to the Makeshift Podcast, hosted by Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs and myself, Corey Stanley from Odyssey CNC. What are you up to this week, Chris? Not too much. What have you been up to? You want to go um, first, or uh, I guess I shouldn't say not too much because I've actually been up to a lot. But what, what you too first? much have you been up to? All right, <laughs> fine. I'll go first. Um, I don't know, just more school stuff. Uh, kind of starting to wrap all that up. I think I mentioned that last week. It's pretty much coming to a close. So Jeez. I did. Yeah, this semester went by fast. Um, the, actually, this whole school year really went by fast. But uh, I uh, go by fast. Yeah. Um, so I had to do a final drawing, which when we first started this semester, um, she gave us a mirror and we had to like look in the mirror and draw ourselves. Mm. And like they were terrible, you know, I mean, especially mine, but pretty much everybody's was was pretty rough. But mine was just absolutely horrible. And now our final project is to do that again. Mm. Um, oh, this time I, you should cut your ear off first. Yeah. Really throw them yeah. through a loop. <laughs> I could have, I could have shaved or something. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that was beneficial that I had facial hair because then, you know, I just had to draw like hair. So. Draw yourself what you imagine you look like without a beard. <laughs> just no chin, <laughs> just mouth, and then yeah. mouth, mouth and neck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, I did that uh, Tuesday. And I did it in charcoal and I, I don't know, I guess it's okay, but it wasn't like great. That's why I didn't share it. I wasn't really mm. too thrilled with it, but I don't know. I hate drawing faces. I hate mm. drawing like organic stuff. Yeah. I think I'll like junior year. I think we do more drawing and we'll be doing like designing and stuff. And I think I'll be all right with that, but I don't know if no, I never no, did. You're talking all about that model you had to draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those weren't good. Oh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pick. Um, so I get, I don't think I talked about that on here. Yeah, we had uh, a couple of new models come in, hmm. and uh, I mean, I'm not telling you. I'm telling them. I know you. Oh, know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, you know, we <laughs> were, had to draw them, like, and it's uh, like, draw me like one of your little French girls, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what the old dude said <laughs> to us. Um, but it, it was like it started out where you get like two minutes just to draw whatever you can. And then it goes to like five minutes. Like, like you do like a bunch of two minute drawings and a bunch of five minute drawings. And then, hmm. um, I think we jumped up to like 10 and 15 and 20 and we might've done like 25 for our last one. Hmm. Um, so I, cause I mean, it was like three hours of doing this, which it was absolutely exhausting. Hmm. Um, we had two different days of it. So that kind of sucked. And, I have to pick out like the best ones. She wants like, like ones from each range of time, like a, like a selection of them. So some of those are pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> if I never have to draw another person or <laughs> face or anything like that, or even a tree, I hate drawing trees. I'm tired of that. Give me, give me something with some edges. <laughs> yeah. Straight lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <A> rectangle. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, huh. did that, and then I had to come up with like a design for my CAD class, which I had posted a um, like a desk or something that I made with this oh, yeah, live yeah. edge top. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and the base is like it, it had to fit our trade, so the base is is like ornamental ironwork, basically. Nice, um, kind of like a modern or like Art Deco, I guess. 
So did you stop. model that off of a certain slab you had, or did you just... Yeah, kind of, oh, I, yeah okay. I've actually I've had that slab sitting around for years. I got a slab from some guy before I knew better, and it, it's like, it, it folded up like a taco. Like, it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> nice. it, I think if I mill it flat, I'll have like a half inch of material left, and it's like... It's like two and a half inches thick right now, so it's pretty yeah. bad. Um, I might cut like, you know, like slits in the back so it kind of can bend a little bit. Yeah, Maybe. I've, heard, I've heard you can uh, like get one side of it wet and then put it out in the sun. Yeah. Uh, I've never tried it, though. I've just heard people say that there's a that's a way you can help kind of get it to flatten before you do any flattening. That might be a good experiment because uh, at this point I have absolutely nothing to lose. There, I don't think it could possibly get worse. <laughs> just put a ton of kerf cuts on the bottom. Well, that's what kinda... I was saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll do yeah. that and then kind of fold it back. I like um, it. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Screw it. I, I'll try the water. What's uh, what's the worst that could happen? I tried that on. A, I think I tried it on a couple boards that warped in my garage at one point because it was kind of when I first got into like, you know, like cutting up and planing like actual hardwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I left them all like on a, in a stack in the garage or something. And I came back and they all warped. And I'm like, what the fuck? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you should have sticker stacked them. I'm like, hmm. I don't have that many stickers. Rookie. Like, <laughs> but apparently. You workbench con, you get a bunch of stickers there. Right. Yeah, but apparently it was uh, it's pretty humid in my shop in Missouri. So it's probably that way in uh, South Carolina, too, though. It stays pretty humid out that yeah, way. Yeah, it's a little humid here. Yeah. Just a little bit. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, I love that though when somebody brings you a slab and they're like, can you flatten this? And you're like, yeah, by the time I do, there's a, just going to be a pile of shape. Right. <laughs> Nothing else left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, I've got a few other slabs that I had bought from a guy. He was selling them at like, shit, it was like a four inch slab. And I'm like, is there any way you could cut this into three boards so he did and i uh you know stacked them on my back porch and stickered them and they've been sitting for probably a year and a half now so they should be getting pretty close to ready to go nice. they uh um oak i'm gonna do like a vanity out of them so nice. but yeah what are you uh what have you been working on this week <sighs> well we're still you know making machines uh we we did uh we started making the longer machines that we've been building so there's we had you know i think we sold six or seven of like the standard length and then we sold four uh 1500 millimeter length so the the standard is a thousand which is like 34 like inches 15 something feet. like that no so 1500 is uh like 60 inches um so for that we did need to like re-evaluate how we we're going to do the gantry to kind of beef it up a little bit uh, so we've been doing that this week of like building the gantry a little beefier and we use some like, uh, some epoxy to kind of fill in. Cause you know how the, when you put two extrusions together, you kind of have like where the, um, T nuts line up on the top and the bottom of two mm. rails. Yeah. The two slots. Yeah. 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 So we had like made some clamps to hold that together and then filled that with, uh, epoxy so that it would get in both of those cracks and hold those together tight. And that's got a couple brackets on the back too, but it helps just keep it rigid over that length of it. It's um, like a, like a river table now. Yes. <laughs> no, it's a more of like a polyurethane <laughs> resin. Not like a, mm. I don't know. I guess I don't know what the other year is. It just urethane. I don't know. Bryce would know. He knows all plastics. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, and another benefit was that it spaced the linear railings out so that you're, 
Z is a little beefier, a little wider. So that's good. But we got that machine mostly put together. So we'll be able to start using that thing soon. Um, and Dave's been plugging away at the, at the, the wood parts. Um, he, he fucking guy, he messaged me today and I had left the shop at like, I don't know, two 30 and went and like ran some errands and went and met, uh, my wife at the store or at the mall actually. Cause my, I'm having a, like a daddy daughter dance tomorrow. So my three-year-old, we went and bought her a dress and, uh, Dave messages me and he's like, dude, we got a serious problem over here. And I'm like, okay. He's like, come over here and look at it. And he, he thought I was just in the office or something. So I was like, all right, well, I'm out doing some stuff right now. Can it wait a little bit or can you, can you send me a video of it? He's like, uh, yeah, I guess. And then an hour went by and he was like, uh, when are you coming back? I'm like, fuck. And so I'm like, all right, I guess I got to go back to the shop. So I drive like 20 minutes, go back to the shop and I get there and I go in the shop and I'm like, what's the problem, dude? And he's like, look at all these shavings. And it was like piled up all over the machine and down on the ground. And he's like, we got a serious dust collection problem here. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the problem. Like, I thought the machine had broke or you had crashed it or something. And he's like, no, dude, I just thought it was funny. And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I drove back. I probably could have went home for the day. But it was pretty funny. So he made a he made a reel about it. It's like, yeah, it was so funny, dude. I, I got you. And I'm like, thanks, Dave. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so I, that was the karma for bad jokes. I got my own bad joke that I had to drive 20 minutes to get it. Well, yeah, you guys are just a barrel of laughs. Over we really are, yeah. That's <laughs> why nothing gets done. You guys are just standing around <laughs> telling terrible jokes. All Actually, though, he made about uh, 18 pistol grips in about three hours. And I was like doing the math on it because of what we had like quoted to do those parts. And I'm like, damn, dude, that's that's pretty fucking good. Like if this thing is running nonstop, it could be like 500 bucks a day if it's just running for an eight to 10 hour shift. I was like, that's pretty good for one machine. And they're they're gonna have five machines in there. So if we if we get all of the parts to run that fast, I mean they could be making like fifteen hundred bucks a day in in those parts. I'm like, that's pretty hmm. fucking cool. So I gotta figure out what royal royalty per part I want to throw in there. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh anyway, that's pretty much what's going on in the shop. Um man, you mentioned school and I've been like I guess I didn't even realize how much time is left this semester are you but you're still in school I yeah you so had i finished it up i i finished all of my classes but one and it's a capstone class so it's like mm. it'll finish up the the degree um but it's only one day a week so it's like friday evenings for a couple hours and um the only thing we're really doing in there is making a group project so everybody's split up into, into their own groups and um uh, so our group is making a chess set. Um, a couple of the, I think all of the other groups are making a smoker grill. Like they're all just welder fabricators. So they're all making just a big ass grill <laughs> on wheels. And, uh, but our, ours is like, I guess all of the machinists. And then we got one welder in our group. So we went with a chess set. So all of the different pieces are getting milled and uh, turned on a lathe and, um, and then, so my job kind of has been like the design of the, the board and the box that all the pieces go in. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I designed the board and 
they want it to be like regulation size, which is like pretty, pretty big uh, square pieces. I think they're like an inch and three quarter by inch and three quarter squares. Like you're supposed to be able to fit, I think four pieces, four pawns in one square to be a regulation board size. So it made it like a 18 by 18 board. Uh, so I'm designing this sheet metal base around that so it could sit into it. And then you could take the board off of it and put all the pieces inside the box. And so I'm basically just going off of what the board looks like and how the box box looks like below it. And they're doing like the flat pattern and having it fold up and everything. And it's been a lot of fun, but I guess I didn't pay attention to the actual dimensions that came out to be. So I had made a DXF file and we went out to the plasma cutter and went and cut it out. And as it's cutting the parts out, I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> this is pretty fucking big. Like originally we had designed this thing to be like, they would take it to different schools and, and fairs and stuff and show off their like cool chess set. I thought you said it was going to be like 18 by 18 inches. <laughs> it's fucking huge, dude. By the time I finished the base, it was bigger than uh, two by two, like 24 by 24 inch. And I hadn't paid attention to the dimensions because I'm just going off. Here's the board. Here's how you fold all the sheet metal. And I gave it like a taper out. And so we cut all, all the pieces and I'm like, holy shit, this thing's massive. Like, I'm like, we needed to design some table legs because this thing needs to be just <laughs> permanently mounted somewhere and never moved. And the other guys came over and saw the pieces and they're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I didn't look that big on the CAD drawing. <laughs> the computer the, screen's only this big. <laughs> are, do the, so do the pieces fit it? Like, like everything uh, they is at least They haven't milled the proportional. pieces yet. It, it should, yeah. We'll find Maybe out. Maybe they just got to scale them up a little bit now. <laughs> yeah. Now it's going to be a massive chessboard. It's going to be actual people <laughs> standing on the chessboard. Yeah, it'll be like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, so next man. week we'll start, like, actually, because we cut them all out on the plasma. And then we're going to go. There's a, a big-ass uh, brake press or whatever to, to bend them all. And each one of those pieces gets, like, I don't know, four or five bins in it. So it'll be pretty cool to do that. And then uh, the welder's going to go and take it all up. So it should be, it should be pretty cool. It's just going to be massive. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys are going to have to go start like buy an aluminum company to get the material to make the par- <laughs> parts. Yeah, I know. You make like one pawn and be like, oh, that's it. We're out of metal. <laughs> yeah. Tuition's going up next year. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's so like I got that final project that I'm working on for blacksmithing. And, you know, he was like, come up with an idea, you know, propose the idea to me and we'll work through it and whatever, or talk through it. And, you know, let me know how much material you need. And I'm like, well, I think I need like, you know, a bunch of like nine inch long pieces of like inch and a half by inch and a half square or whatever mm. and uh but we didn't have any but there was some outside with like somebody else's name on it he's like i just take that and i'm like well it's got somebody's name on it he's like no it's fine i'm telling you you know you can take it or whatever i'm like all right and but then i like i did the first one and it came out okay but you know it was kind of a test piece and i was like i was like man i really think i got to remake this one you know to make it make them all like perfect and whatever and he's like he's like yeah whatever just go take it whatever you need i'm like all right <laughs> i don't know awesome. i guess other people are using even more stuff though because they're using big long piece of flat bar and making oh like, yeah 
like, I don't know, the things that look like windows or whatever. Hmm. All sorts of stuff like that. So some people are making some pretty cool stuff. Some pot racks and what else was somebody making? I don't know. Somebody might have even been making like a gate or something. Something one one thing was like really big. So well, I guess I guess I shouldn't feel bad about how much material I'm using. It's a write off, right? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure right they write it off or yeah. something. Yep. I'm sure, they get grants for the school. They're they're just looking for ways to spend more money so they can get more next year. Yeah, yeah. I always love that. Like in the Navy, when they're like. <laughs> They're like, um, we, we, what did they call that when you had to order shit? Like there, it was like, it was always a certain time of the year or like maybe it was the first and last quarter or something where it was like mm. order the, yeah, like, I don't know, but we they're like, order all the find stuff everything the you want for your shop. Like basically order everything. And like that way next year we have a better budget. It's like, okay. So you'd make this like wish list of shit and then take it to chief and he'd be like, no, you guys aren't getting any of this fucking shit. <laughs> and then the HTs would get everything. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, we but, did good. Yep. We had a lot of cool stuff. We'd always get little, uh, uh, what were the, like, the Gerber knives? Like the oh, yeah, we tried to order those. Whatever. We never got them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'd always get them. We'd get nice welding helmets. I had a, a nice 3M speed glass helmet. It was like a $500 helmet. Nice. Um, fuck thing just stopped working, though. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you see, uh, well, you probably haven't been watching anything at all. I know you've been busy, but, uh, I got like three YouTube videos out this mm, week, nice. which was crazy. So I, I did hear something that. about one of them on clubhouse or maybe yeah. somebody you'd been talking to about a, a saw or something like that. Was that unrelated? Uh, or that... Yeah, no, that's, that's, oh, okay. else. that's, right. uh, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. All right. Maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had that Gwike or G, G, the G Wike G Wick yeah, yeah. laser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I did the review on that, and then I did a review on some drill bits, and then I uh, X Tools been up my ass to get more videos out. Oh yeah, um, which you know I'm I'm fine with doing it. I just wish they would you know give me more than like a day's notice. They're like they're like, can you post a video by the 15th? And it's like the night of the 14th. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like that's not actually possible. Like Jeez. I'm going to sleep. I'll be waking up on the 15th and I won't be posting a video. So no. Um, but yeah, I just, I just got one out today. So I bought a teleprompter hmm. um, and it like has a little, so it sits on my tripod and then my camera bolts onto it, obviously. And it's got like a hood that goes around it. And there's like a piece of angled glass and you put your phone in front of it. And there's hmm. this app and it, it, they give you a little remote and everything and you can play through your script hmm. um, and stop it and back it up or whatever you need to do. Um, and it's really helped me out. I, I always hated doing voiceovers, even like I would sit, here at this desk and like use this mic and either read off off the computer or read off my phone um the the scripts that i would write or you know read over the notes that i would have or whatever and they just i don't know it always was like a headache to me it would take me like a whole day just to record a script and mm. then I, it's just because I was like dreading it. Like I just didn't want to start, but then I'd finally get started and it would take like 15 minutes oh, or yeah. then I'd like rush through it at like a hundred miles an hour and it would be like too, too fast. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what my deal is with that, but there's something about the teleprompter that just works better for me. So, 
Um, obviously, as I've made three videos in, in this week and I haven't posted a YouTube video in months. So nice. Yeah, I can't but, wait uh, to you set that up in your in behind you over here for me to read off. <laughs> oh yeah, should keep that. me on track. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll write funny jokes for you. Thank you. you. Can read them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that that like video, you might have seen what I was talking about that because I I posted about it in the uh, um, in our our chat there on Instagram for the podcast. Oh yeah, and I, was, yeah. I was like. You said you thought you were going to take some heat for it or something. Yeah, like that. I was. I was like, well, just posted up that video. Uh, pretty sure I'll be getting an email as soon as you know the people in China start getting to work, and and as soon as they translate it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Later that night, like I don't know, eight o'clock our time or whatever. I got an email, and she's like, "Hey, I saw you posted the video. Uh, you're still having problems with the camera, huh? Um, let me, you know, I'll get it over to the engineers and whatever." And you know, I kind of like the the first one they sent me. I was like, listen, I'm not doing the review on this. It's just too many problems, you know, hmm. like just take it back. And they sent me this new one, said it was was better, which it was. But it's still just got issues that need to be fixed before it's good enough. You know, hmm. like before I'm going to recommend it to people. Yeah, yeah. So I just gave it an honest review and, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's no skin off my back, I guess, you know, it, yeah. it, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if it's bad to give like what the negative aspect to giving a bad review is, I guess a, as a, 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 if you get um, affiliate sales, then I guess you would lose out on those sales, but yeah, it yeah. does seem like it's tough to get honest reviews from people. Cause I've seen a bunch of people do reviews on this laser and like, some of them are pointing out some of the bad stuff, but none of them are saying like, don't buy this thing, you know, oh, or yeah. like they need to fix this before you buy it. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, some I, of them are pretty big channels and uh, I, don't I, know. I always find that kind of funny with reviews because, you know, most of the time that people are doing the reviews, it's because that tool manufacturer sent it to you for you to review it. So mm. there's kind of like that, well, if I want to get other tools sent to me, I need to mm. review it in a way that they're going to send me more shit and not just blast them. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also the reviews where you just see somebody who has like five different power tools of the same thing. And they're like, we're going to see which one's better. Mm. But you don't know like if well, one I always of the assume... tools, yeah, one of them posted it, the, whichever one the best one was probably had wanted you to yeah. do that review. Like, I don't know. It's, it just I... seems like they're very biased, like for the most part. And so you giving an honest review on it is, is, I mean, it's good, obviously. Yeah. See, uh, and like that's, so with tool reviews, I mean, there are some people, what's the guy, Project Farm or something? I feel like his are pretty uh, unbiased. Hmm. So he'll do that kind of thing. I'm pretty sure that's who it is, where uh, he, he'll have, you know, five uh, drivers, and, you know, Milwaukee, Makita, DeWall, all, you know, all of them. And he'll run them through all the same tests and whatever. And, um, you know, they, they seem pretty honest. Um, I, I assume he's buying all of them. And, and I think when you're at that point, you know, his videos get so many views. Yeah. And, and it's his business. So he's writing them off anyways. So right. it just doesn't matter. There's no reason not to, to be honest about it at that point. Yeah. And that, like, that's what I always, you know, we talked about like AVE, uh, 
week or so ago. Um, that's why I always liked about his reviews because he didn't give a fuck about any of that. Like nobody's nice. paying him, nobody's sending him tools. He's good, you know. So when he does a review, he's pulling it apart. He's looking at it like an engineer and just good. telling you, you know, what where they cheaped out basically mm. because he can he understands it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I maybe I don't watch a ton of review videos like that, but it seems like I, f- I feel like those carry more weight than even somebody like me doing it, you know, even though I'm just, I am just giving my opinion on it, but you know, I feel like that's more of an educated opinion on stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of why I more just try to show off what the tool can do. Right. You know, like if it's a laser or whatever, I just show what you can do with it. And I mean, it is what it is, you know, if, if, if the company says it can cut through, you know, a half inch piece of plywood or whatever, and it just won't do it, then I mean, it just won't do it. Like that's yeah. it, you know, there's no way to, to fake that or, or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Kind of a lot of gray areas there for me, I guess, or, or weird feelings about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird for me thinking about it because, you know, from from both perspectives as like a maker and somebody who's like making a tool that I, I want, I, you know, I want people to review the cyclone and give me an honest opinion. And I'm also like, shit, what are they going to say? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like if they, like <laughs> if, if they just fucking hate it for some reason or, you know, yeah. The, but it's, it's weird, I guess, just being on the other side of it and being like, cause I, I've thought about, I guess like at some point being able to give out a machine or two to like some of these big accounts so they can get it in front of people, you know, it's marketing. But for me, it's like, well, do you, you sell, want to- do you sell to India? Cause I've got <laughs> quite the following. Over do there. you? I do. <laughs> nice. But I mean, for me, it's like, for one, I can't Thousands. afford it. I can't afford it right now. I, you know what, dude, was it India? I had some, but no, I think it's South Africa. Maybe. I had some random company reach out to me and they were like, hey, um, we're this uh, engineering company out of South Africa, blah, blah, blah. Like um, if something about if you need any like engineering draw drawings done or like uh, translations done for like South Africans, we would help you with that. And they're like, and we can help like get this out to South African people to use. And I'm like, mm-hmm is this a real fucking company? <laughs> like, I'm like looking into it. They gave me a whole fucking bio and it was like, mm. it was kind of crazy. Just all, all the things that were listed on there and everything. And I'm like, I don't know if this is spam or not. Like, I, I you know, I don't know, but it was, it was pretty wild. What, so. what it, I, I just, what do you think South Africa is like? I've never I'm been curious. there. <laughs> I mean, if you had to guess. Oh, South. <laughs> yeah, like, I have no do idea. You, do you, what do you think it's, do you think it's like a big city? Do you think it's a jungle? Like, dude, I have no idea. I'm just curious what you thought. <laughs> what do you pretty, think? It's pretty industrialized. Is it? Yeah. That's why I'm asking. I might not even I have figured, it right. I it might not even be South like, Africa. It was just some country like that that I was like, I don't even know. Like, I just figured you thought these guys were emailing <laughs> you from like a cave. How did they get a computer? Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like did they write this with Morse code? Like, what is yeah, going on? Yeah. <laughs> No, honestly, I, I just, I, I read the, I actually responded back to him and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess like send me more info or like how you can help. And 
I didn't mm-hmm. hear back from him yet. I was like, just the weirdest. He's probably trying to get that, you know, the prince <laughs> who's been in hiding for seven years. <laughs> the guy who keeps offering everybody <laughs> on the contact internet with him. And he's like, hey, man, I need, I need that money. You said you were going to give me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's no, like it's nobody not, will it's, take it. They all think like it's a that. spam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You completely like derailed what i was gonna say about something because i i had something to say and now we were on track very sorry yeah uh well we were talking about like honesty on the internet um Mm. good reviews i watched a review so i've got a um again i can never say the name of these freaking companies uh quiddy q-i-d-i and i I actually i hear people saying like like chitty (laughs) like or or something yeah, I don't know. So I've got it's it, it kind of looks like that bamboo labs that everybody had been getting, you know, the big one. Did oh, you yeah. actually did you see how many of those Daniel has? <laughs> yeah, I've seen. Them. He's got he's got a lot. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> we should probably we should probably we, we could have worked oh, that in a little uh, better, Daniel. Who might say, as, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> say more. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, um. Daniel over at Pwn CNC, he's got an entire rack of those. He he must have like, I don't know, seven, eight of them, nine of them or something. Yeah, it's got to be more like, than that's that, ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, he's over there uh, making a bunch of parts on those. I'm sure they're going to be putting in a lot of work, uh, you know, dust boots and uh, clamps and all sorts of stuff. So yep. uh, you can go check him out over at Pwn CNC check out what he's doing with all those printers he's got a real cool setup there mm-hmm. he's got all his uh racks painted yellow and black now so that looks pretty cool yeah i was wondering so what he was doing with his that, color scheme like the racks looked fine like he was like yeah we're gonna be yeah but they were the wrong they were the wrong color <laughs> well, yeah i know but they were like they look nice like these yeah. nice like red racks and i'm like just use the fucking red racks but yeah. <laughs> they no, you know, they look good now the, you know, oh yeah they look branding yeah yeah so. Yeah, that was kind of it was his thing because he had gotten like the DeWalt racks mm. and, you know, it just looked right because those were the same colors that he had used. Um, so, yeah, I know he's painted these to match. But um, anyways, getting back to the printer. So I've got that, however you say it, shitty or something. And <laughs> the shitty printer. <laughs> yeah. So I saw some guy post a review on it just today and I'd never seen the channel, but I had been like looking up other reviews on it or really I was looking up like what kind of process there was to get it started, which there really isn't anything. And this guy was reviewing it and he's like, you know, company, he basically explained how it worked where like companies will send you out a list of like points that they want you to hit. And it's like, you know, their facts about Mm -hmm. what, what, they sent you you know like this printer can print at 600 Hmm. uh, millimeters per minute and it can do this that and the other thing you know and he's like i try to be very honest you know and and i'm going to give my honest review on this and and he started out he's like i couldn't he's like you know i tried this stuff here the and and got it to print well but i couldn't get it to print fast and he's like nothing i could do could get it to print at like the 600 millimeters per Mm. per minute or whatever um and he you know he went into some other things and he's like 
he's like, you know, I'm not an expert on this. And he kept saying the stuff I'm printing probably isn't what you'd print on this printer because he's printing like models off Thingiverse. Hmm. And, you know, this he even keeps pointing this out that this is an enclosed printer that you would use to, to make like parts like industrial parts you can print like abs and stuff like that you know if you wanted to start a business like what daniel's doing this is the type of machine you'd use you know for for not printing like super detailed parts but parts that you want to be strong and he's like that's not what i do so this probably isn't the machine for me and it's like then why are you reviewing it if you're going to keep saying that this that i'm not using this machine the way it's intended to be used and you know, but if I did use it the way that it's intended to be used, it would probably be okay. But he's like, you know, this this machine just doesn't work for me and whatever. It's like, but you're saying that you're not using it right. Yeah. So I, I, there's a lot of that, too, that I see where people may not be. And again, I, like I kind of said it with myself, where maybe I'm not educated enough to be reviewing something really well even 3d printers i mean i've been 3d printing for a while but i'm not one of those super technical 3d printing guys you know so yeah i'm just i am going to use it for what it's meant to be used for though so i guess maybe that'll be in my favor at least but right i don't know hmm. you, don't, you don't have any opinions on that i don't not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah not really <laughs> I mean, it obviously makes sense on it. And some of that might be like the uh, the manufacturer should send the machine to somebody who they think can review it mm. the right way for them. Like, obviously, you wouldn't send it to somebody who does something totally different than, you know, what they intended to be used for, mm-hmm. which in that case, it kind of sounds like it. Like if it's made to to be running nonstop to make parts and he's using it for fun stuff or you know yeah. cosplay or something like that like he might not a, have been just a the guy right like that you know and i don't know this guy at all but like a guy like that i say you send him like that longer like i got yeah that yeah. would be perfect for that yeah you know? um because i did a little bit of that stuff but again that's not really what i do i do more you know like parts like real yeah. world parts um and, and and that worked okay for both you know but that was a 300 hundred dollar <laughs> printer you know yeah, yeah, we're, we're we need to get a better printer at some point. Either either the bamboo labs or something that can do carbon fiber would be great. But for mm-hmm. all the fixtures that we're needing to make for the rotary to do like mm-hmm. different complex shit, it would be nice. Like the longer does fine, but it takes half Forever. a day or a day yeah. to make a part because it's not made for that. It's made to make parts that you don't care if it takes two days to do, but they're just like a long and straight, you mm-hmm. know, odd geometry or some shit like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to try this one out. It, it will be nice to have stuff print faster because it's always been a nightmare to, you know. Yeah. And, and especially like I'd try to print like that PETG and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it looked like it was going good for a little while. And then all of a sudden it would start curling up on the edges and you'd get just some crazy like taco shaped thing. Yeah. So I think that's the one thing that's kept me away from doing too much 3D printing is like. For one, I'm impatient. It takes too damn long to make something on it. Mm-hmm. Like I could go out and machine it. And even mm-hmm. if it's a complex part, like I could probably still machine it faster than the printer can make it. I mean, 
sometimes. Sometimes if it's just real odd geometry, like there's no real way to machine it, you need a 3D printer. But the getting the, the temperature right and like enclosing it so, so a draft doesn't come through halfway through your print and screw it up, like I've just had, I wouldn't say it's terrible luck, but just not enough attention, I guess, probably to do it right. Like I'll just be like, oh yeah, it's printing, whatever. I'll leave it. I come back and spaghetti and I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that is frustrating. Like I said, hopefully that won't be as much of a problem with this one. You know, it's kind of closed off to the environment. I think that's kind of a big. Oh yeah. That'll probably help thing a lot. That, yeah. that just, that alone just messes up prints, you know, oh, yeah, you, yeah. Put a, you put a fan on or something and all of a sudden you're, it just completely screws everything up. So. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it works out a lot better. But I guess we'll see. I'll be giving my honest review. <laughs> Do you feel like you give a more honest review now that you have a bigger following? Or because I mean, like you, you look at the people that are just starting out, kind of, or like have low followings, but they're like just trying to grab that like low hanging fruit to to show that they can do a good review to like get the next thing, like. Like, I feel like those guys probably go more out of their way to, like, give a biased review because they want to look good for the sponsor and show off, like, what they can do as a, you know, uh, as, as like, not, not as, with them. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, like, influencer, but as, like, somebody on social media giving reviews and shit like that, influencer, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the people that have, would have a lower following like that would be more eager to just be like, oh yeah, this is my first view. I'm just gonna fucking make them happy. But mm-hmm. do you think that now, and that some of it's probably experience because you've been doing it long enough now to know what's gonna happen if you give a, a honest review versus a just kissing their ass type of thing. But do you feel like there's a shift bet- between when you started and were doing reviews to where you're at now with a, a larger following and having more credibility? Or maybe a, a, a bigger responsibility to uh, stay true to your followers or something. So you're not just like a kiss ass to these brands. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd say there's more responsibility to give an honest review. Or, uh, you know, you feel more that you're required to do that. But I don't think I ever really just, I mean, like this laser that's on the wall here next to me that I never reviewed was one of the first ones that I got. And I didn't review it because it was such a piece of shit. And, you know, I, I didn't really know what to do at the time. I guess now, if I got that laser, I would review it. Maybe I should review it now anyways. But, uh, just um, tell me it got lost in the mail. Like, yeah. I oh, it. no, I told him. I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, listen, I can send this thing back to you. And they, they wanted me to take one of their new models. I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> and, and they reached out to me again just the other day um, asking if I wanted another one of their machines I went and looked at to see what it looked like. And it still looks just as poorly made. And I'm like, I'm good. I don't want it. Like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, I don't want to just get, do like bad reviews. I'd like to show off products that can be helpful to people, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, it just, it does bother me though. Like, I, like I was saying about that G where you'll see someone else's review and they're not, not painting it in a negative enough light, you mm-hmm. know, and then still saying, well, maybe this is the machine for you. And, and I don't think it's the machine for anybody at this point. <laughs> like, it's just not, it's not 
good enough, you know? It, it blows me away that there's companies like that out there that can like make a just a subpar product and then they have like the money behind it to back it to just send it to all these well, people. I mean, they, yeah, they make massive lasers. They make like the lasers that engrave the parts that are on your big lasers hmm. that, you know, we're getting in our homes. Like gotcha. they make huge lasers. So this isn't anything new to them. It's it, I, this is a, you know, basically they're, they're dumbing that technology down to work in the, in, you know, your garage or whatever. Yeah. And then they're probably cheapening the work into it. Yeah. But and see it, that wasn't, that wasn't any of the problems Okay, for the most part. I mean, so, you know, I guess I'll just talk about all the points that I hit on it. My complaints were, which this was a, a, this was probably the one cheap thing where they went with these hinges that are just like French friction hinges. Hmm. And it should have had like hydraulic lifts in there. Cause you'd lift the lid up and it came down and hit me once and just like <laughs> set me right off. I was so freaking mad. <laughs> and you know, that's why that's something I'll just never forget about it. But well, I guess one other kind of thing that was a little cheap is like the tray under it. There's like a catch tray under your laser grid. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the laser would just go through there and just mark up the tray. Hmm. So, I mean, they could have just put like a piece of stainless or something in there so it wouldn't get all marked up. And I mean, that's kind of minor, you know, Yeah. but it sucks that, you know, your $3,200 machine, you pull the drawer out on it to change something and you just see... You know, it, it looks like a waste board of a CNC router, oh, yeah. you know, where it just looks worse and worse every time yeah, you yeah. look at it, you know. Um, but the other problems were, were the um, camera. Like I said, that camera just didn't work. <laughs> it, it, it had worked when I got it. Like on the first machine, it did not work at all. I could mm. not get it to show up at all, um, which was one of my major complaints about it. Like I said, that machine's gone. So this new one, they changed how it works and it, it did work when I first got it. Like I could hook it up to light burn and I could see it, you know, it's supposed to take a picture of like your wasteboard and then you can move your design around to fit your material basically. And it worked for a little while. And then I turned it on one day and I was like, Hmm, the picture isn't updating. And, you know, I went through and tried to like refresh it and do all sorts of stuff and it just wouldn't do it. So I went in hmm. and tried to recalibrate it couldn't get it to calibrate, messed around with it a bunch of times, started doing some more research about it, found some other people that were complaining about it. And, uh, you know, eventually I just said, well, screw it. I don't use a camera on any of my other lasers. So this is kind of not something I was used to anyways. So I'll just run it without it. But, you know, I obviously mentioned in the review that it was wrong. You know, you're paying for that feature and it doesn't oh, yeah. work. And also their software doesn't work. Like you could use Lightburn, which I would use Lightburn anyways. So it didn't matter to me that their software didn't work. But for someone buying that machine and being told we have software for it, like for it not to work, that's a big problem. Oh, you yeah. know, then you got to go spend another $120 on Lightburn. Yeah. So when they're telling you that they have software for it, like if they're going to provide software, it should work. Otherwise, yeah. just don't provide it. Right. You know, exactly. It'd be fine. Yeah. Just just say, hey, it runs on Lightburn. Go buy yeah. Lightburn. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think everybody sees like Glowforge and they're like, oh, well, they have their own software. But 
everyone's number one complaint about Glowforge is that you have to use their software. Hmm. So just don't even bother unless it's going to be absolutely perfect. Like I've started messing with this new X tool, the P2. Um, yeah. I got that. I don't know, Monday or something. Um, maybe I got that Friday. I don't remember. Um, anyways, I got that all set up and you can use Lightburn with it, but their software actually works like hmm. it works well. Um, cause they've been, they've put a lot into it, you know? So I don't know. Now, now the problem is I'm like everything I'm seeing on this X tool. I'm like, well, the Pete, the, the G wick should have had this and it should have done this and should have done that, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's another $2,000. So it's in another class really, but I don't know, maybe they just don't need to be putting out lasers in the $3,000 range if they can't be good enough. Right. You know? They at least need to function the way they say they're going to function. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Can you hear how's that? How's that, ice? that ice? <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. No, I you're good. Here and I, I got and welcome to the after show. This is our cue. Chris, Chris crunches ice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. It's sure not Keith the after just, show. Keith he didn't pay for that. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? He probably didn't hear he, her because he probably three, thinks three times you. speed, it was a sneeze. And he's like, yeah, I was like. Maybe we should talk about how I got started with some of these companies. Yeah, we got a little time left. Yeah. Because like people ask me a lot, like, how do you, how do you, how do you, what do you say to these companies to work with them or whatever. I'm like, listen, I don't reach out to anybody. So someone had messaged me from some like company that is like a third party company that yeah. represented lasers. And she wanted to give me like 10% off on the Autor laser master two. And I'm like, I, I didn't want one to begin with. Like I wasn't even looking at this. You're just like cold calling me and offering me 10% off a product that I don't want. <laughs> so I was like, here's my YouTube channel. How about you just send me one and I'll do a review on it. And she wrote back. She's like, yeah, that sounds good. I was like, okay, cool. Nice. So that one review video turned into, cause all those laser companies are, you know, hungry for a bit of that market like yeah. there's a lot of different companies doing doing it and they're all they're advertising for the most part with the exception of like x tool they, they seem to be doing a lot of ads i don't know if you notice that on like youtube or facebook or anything x tool mm -hmm. will have a lot of ads but no i don't see ads for anybody else really uh they're all pretty much just doing you know people on people doing reviews basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that just kind of started it there, you know, just telling that company, no, I'm not, I don't want one of these, just send it to me, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and so I do affiliate 10% off. How about a hundred percent off? So yeah. Make a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it. Yeah. Sweet. 10% off this thing. I didn't even want. Awesome. Great deal. <laughs> Um, you know, and at the time I just didn't know that I wanted it cause I had never even messed with one of those oh, yeah. lasers, you know, mm -hmm. actually it was funny. I had just bought my first one and I remember they were talking about it on clubhouse, like a handful of people got it. Mm. So I ordered it and it was this little, like, I don't know, it was in like a plastic case and you could even like set it on top of stuff and engrave stuff. It was like 150 bucks mm. and I ordered it. 
and it shows up. I open up the box and it's two things of downy uh, fabric softener. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is this? Did I get scammed or, you know, what's going on? And it had like shipped from another company to Amazon and then Amazon shipped it to me. Like it had multiple labels on it and stuff. I was like, so I don't know if it was like a return or something. I don't know. It was just super weird. But I called up Amazon and was like, hey, what's going on here? And that kind of remember with you where they couldn't just order. They couldn't just make it right. <laughs> yeah. Like they're making it right was canceling the order and me ordering <laughs> yeah. it again. Yeah, and ahead, they were like, yeah, again. go ahead and. Just just uh, you don't have to worry about sending the fabric softener back. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like best day ever. Yeah. Some of the softest clothes. <laughs> uh, I'd be more upset about this if my clothes weren't hard. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, after I got done washing my clothes, I went to order a new one and it wouldn't even work like it just the order wouldn't go through. So I don't know what was up with that company, but it was probably a good thing that I stopped trying to order that thing. There was some sketchy shit going on there, but yeah, then it was like days later that that person messaged me and I don't know, I guess that was all fate. So yeah, that's what started it for me. So I, uh, I generally don't reach out to anybody. Now I've finally just started reaching out to companies. Hmm. Um, and, and I'm trying to like, not do full YouTube reviews on stuff. Yeah. You know, I kind of just like that deal where you can show stuff off in your videos, but it doesn't have to be like a main, it doesn't have to be the video, you know, Mm. it doesn't have to be a review video. I can use a laser in, you know, a project or something. Um, but that's not really how any of these laser companies want to do it. They want, you did they they it's weird i, I don't know do our unboxing still a big thing like that just i don't know dude. i i could never watch an unboxing video yeah that's just uh, i never completely not interesting yeah um but that's what they all want they're like and, and some people like, just like take it too far they're just like they take their time it's like a they're putting on an act of like yeah opening it oh i can see this but you can't and then they're like what is this? And it's like, yeah. just shut up and show me. It, it's either thing. that or they'll do like the super cinematic stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, or with playing like the, I don't know what kind of music that is, even some kind of like weird pop music that everybody plays, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that stuff all just seems super weird to me. So I could never do that. Um, and again, these companies will send you out like what they want. And they're mm-hmm. like, some of them are very specific. They'll be like, do a, you know, 10 seconds of the machine running and then your intro and then two minutes for your unboxing and, and well, five minutes for review and then two more minutes for, you know, final thoughts or whatever. Geez. Um, which are very, very specific. I mean, I get, I, I get that when you send a certain value that you want to get that value back. So they're going to break yeah. it down into, you know, don't just make a video that's 30 seconds and you get to keep our tool, right. but yeah, it's well. Yeah. But I honestly, like the best companies I work with, they don't tell me anything and they don't even ask to see the video before I post it. Like, that's why guys like Chad release videos where they're trying to hook their lasers up to to <laughs> uh, 
oxygen bottles, you know, because <laughs> they didn't have to get that video reviewed. So maybe that's not the best thing for the company, <laughs> but whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's what I it's what, what I like. So, yeah. Yeah. Just it's, it's just crazy to me, though, the scale of that, that like they can send out all these tools to all these different YouTubers. And I mean, that's it's it's smart marketing. Hmm. But I just trying to imagine how much money they have wrapped up in that. But also you think about like if you just pay for an ad, like if they just paid for. Yeah. If they paid for enough ads to reach as many people as those, you know, six YouTubers might reach, like it hmm. might be more just to pay for that advertising or like pay for for it to be on TV or something like that. So it yeah. makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, damn, these companies are just able to send out like a $5,000 tool to somebody and be like, give us a review. And that's mm. it. I'm like, How the fuck I mean, are you able to like, I, I can't, I can't afford to keep up with companies like this. Like I, like I just yeah. don't understand. Maybe, uh, maybe I didn't have enough money getting into this. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They've got a lot of money to start, you know, these companies, they're not like necessarily brand new companies. It's yeah. just all of a sudden now, they have yeah. a new laser branch or yeah, something. You know? Probably owned by a parent company that is right doing well. They own DeWalt and then they're like, I'm going to buy this little laser company and send out lasers, you know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it, it does work though. Like what was that one CNC there? Uh, the X carve. Oh yeah. So I want to say you had to have like, they hit everybody up that had like 10,000 followers hmm. or something on, on whatever platform. And you know, that that's just making that up. I, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something yeah. like that. And they sent out machines to all those people. So, and that was something that really pissed me off because you had an inferior quality machine, mm -hmm. but it got put in front of a ton of people. Yeah. So people thought it was good. So, all these people went and bought them and you know, some people had good luck with it, but at the end of the day, there were better options out there, Yeah, but it's not what was put in front of you because all these influencers had X carves in their shop and they said, and, and, and people saw that and were like, well, all these guys have X carves. They must be good. You know? So, yeah, it seems like that's one of those things where it's like when there's so many people following that one brand, they all mm. want to say they all want to repeat what the next guy's saying or like all want to say good things about it. And even if they're thinking like bad things about it, they're like, I don't I don't want to be the one guy who's like calling them out when, you know, we have this community of people. But like mm -hmm. once a few of them start doing it, it's like they all are like, ah. so it's like the turning of the tide. Like it seems like you yeah. see that a lot where it's like, oh, this company must be doing really well. And then it's like you hear all these like horror stories that come out like six months to a year later. And it's like, oh, fuck, like. I don't know. It's just pretty crazy to think about, like, just the community in general being, like, really on board with shit like that. And then once they all kind of start talking about it and they're like, ah, fuck that company. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, you know, that could have also just been that a lot of those people probably didn't know anything about CNCs. Right. You know, and I don't so mean they, X Carve in general. I just mean yeah. you hear that story sometimes of like a company yeah. that comes out there and they're like, giving people shit and the influencers take off and sell it. And then a bunch of the community gets in line and they buy it. And then they're all like, Oh, it's great because everybody else is saying it's great. Mm -hmm. And then it takes a while, but finally they're like, Oh no, that fucking sucked. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure there's still people that think that they're okay machines. <laughs> so they're not. Make no mistake. I almost bought one and, and that I would have been super pissed if I had bought one because, you know, I saw whatever influencer using one and showing it off or having it in their shop and not saying that it was a flexible piece of shit. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Um, not to just blast people or whatever. I'm sure we won't ever be getting an X car sponsorship, but <laughs> you know, they're, they are one big example of it for me. And that that is something that always bothered me. Cause I think they're, they were like a number one offender of that, yeah. you know, send out product, make it, get it in front of enough people. It doesn't matter if it's a good product. If the people who are using it don't really know any better. Cause they, yeah. they really weren't CNC users. They were just makers, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's sure. That, that frustrates me. And it's, I mean, it's a good story to follow. And I, I have another one that I think I've talked about before, but the first machine I ever bought, the Griffin CNC, I basically bought into that machine as they were going out of business, but I didn't know that, but they were a small, like <laughs> one person operation, but I didn't know any better. Cause I just, you know, I found a Facebook group, they were talking about it and they seemed like mm. a reliable machine. And then I found, uh, you know, their website looked legit and everything. And I'm like, okay, mm. see, I'll buy, I'll buy one of these machines. They, for the price, they were really good. It was a four by eight machine, rack and pinion. So no belts, no, no lead screws or anything like that or not. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I'm like, yeah, this should, this looks like a pretty solid machine for the price. And I think I only paid like 3,500 bucks for a four by eight CNC. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so I got it and, you know, uh, I think on the website it said like six weeks, six to eight weeks or something like that. So I'm waiting and the, the six to eight weeks go by and nothing, no, no email, nothing. Like I had reached out a couple times and never got a response. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? So like 10 weeks go by and I'm like, the fuck is going on? Like there's no response from these guys. And so I, I reached out and tried to get in contact with them again and then nothing. And I found their address online and but we, we also found a used Griffin that was like a, an hour away from there in like Milwaukee. So this is up in like Wisconsin. Um, and so we're like, all right, we're just going to fucking drive up there. And if <laughs> if the, if they're there at the business, we can at least be like, fuck's going on? Like, where's the machine? Hmm. And then if they're not, then, you know, you, you had like paid for it and everything. Yeah, I paid for it. I paid yes. I paid up front, you know, got a confirmation email that. It would be six to eight weeks. And so I didn't really respond. I was just like, cool. Like, it's just an email. Like, I'll get the <laughs> machine. And then and I paid shipping and all that. And and so nothing. And so then I had emailed and got no response back and emailed again and no response back. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we go up there and it's, it's like an eight hour drive or something from Missouri. Uh, maybe 10 max. So we drive up there and it's just. It's some dude's house. Like that's where his business was. It was his garage out back. Like this is, you know, whatever. He he made a business out of a shop. And uh show up and I'm like knock on the door and then he answers. Or I think his wife answered. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking for uh this guy. You know, he's I bought a machine and had got no update about it. And she's <laughs> like she's like, Okay, uh, hold on, let me get him. So he comes to the door and he's like, What's your name? And I told him and he's like Okay. He's like, I I don't have your machine. He's like, I 
I have somebody else's machine in the shop that's about two hours away from being done. He's like, can you come back and get it then? And I'm like, what are you going to fucking, <laughs> what are you going to dip out, <laughs> pack all your shit and leave town? And I'm I like, say, I'll help you finish it. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, we're going to go uh, an hour north and get this other machine that's used. We're going to come back and then we're going to get that machine because I had had uh, my brother actually bought the other machine. So I wasn't out like, you know, twice the price. So I, I had talked to him about it and was like, look, dude, like you could get this machine. I could have the other and we could have two machines. And he's like, okay. So we go up north, I think to Green Bay or something, get the other machine. Um, and that guy knew this guy because obviously. Oh, you mean machine like you mean that day? Like, yeah, we went the while same you were day. waiting for him to <laughs> yeah. finish. Yeah, okay. we just went north a little more and we got the other guy's machine from an, another guy. And he was like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. Like, he's he's a good guy and had a good business going. And I know he's had some issues, but I don't know. He's like, I just couldn't figure out how to really run the machine right. He cut out like letters and simple vectors, but he didn't. He wanted to get into like 3D milling, but he never could figure it out. So he's just like, it's just sitting here, not not doing anything. So I figured I'd sell it. So we bought that one. We go back down and he's got the machine ready and we take it and we pack it all up. And he's like, He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just had shit going on. And I'm like, well, I understand. I understand personal shit and I understand mm. business shit. I'm like, but you never responded to any email. Like, it's been yeah. 10 weeks. Like, I haven't heard anything. Like, I, for all I know, you're some dude in a different country that just took my money and fucking dipped right, out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I just. And after that, like, even on the Facebook groups, he never gave anybody else another machine. Like, he was done. That was his last machine he was ever going to make. And I, I guess just either, either ruined it for him by taking the last machine and fucking up his whole day (laughs) (laughs) or I got the last machine that he ever intended on making. But, uh, I mean, did people get their money back or no, they didn't. And that's the thing like, like, I mean, if I, if I went out of business tomorrow, I would find a way to pay people back because I, I mean, there's so much recourse to that, right? Like. Yeah, the community I mean, you're, knows you're, who, who yeah, I yeah. am. I could never do anything again without being like, that's that piece of shit guy that took people's right. money and never gave him anything. Like, and I like, it's weird seeing it from his perspective now, because at that time it was like, this guy never emailed anybody. I don't know what's going on. He, sh- he has a business. He should know what he's doing, but being on the other side of it and seeing how easy it is for there to be a few weeks of setback or seeing how easy it is for all the shit to like, just to come up that, fucks you over Hmm. like i get how easy it was for him to be behind but i don't get Mm -hmm. why he never responded to anybody at all because if he would have took a phone call with me and be like dude shit's rough like you know my dog died and we're having Mm -hmm. a hard time and uh, like i probably would have gave him a few more weeks if if i would have at least got the machine but he never said shit right so it's just yeah a little bit of communication even if it's not necessarily something positive still goes a long way. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest about the, the, about the cyclones is that some of them took longer than I expected. And Mm. I had issues with shipments and I had stuff that took longer and I had fucking orders that I thought were going to come in and they just didn't. And they didn't tell me anything. And I had to be like, yo, where's my order? And they're like, Oh, we didn't tell you. We just didn't ship it. It's like, Hmm. what the fuck? I got people that I told a deadline to. So it's like, It's weird being on the other side of it now and like almost sympathizing with that guy, but at the same time being like, why the fuck didn't you just tell anybody you had an issue, you know? Right. Well, so. yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you can obviously understand where he's coming from, but 
to just be like later, like that's yeah. where it, you know, <laughs> there's two paths you can go down there. You know, that's yeah. not the path that anyone should ever go down. I see that a lot in the car community um, mm. where people will sell car parts and stuff and then just dip out. Um, or some will start a company where they're going to like remake a part. Like they're going to start casting this mm. head that hasn't been made in 50 years or whatever. And, you know, they kind of do like their own little GoFundMe thing. And then they're just fucking gone mm. and nobody ever hears from them again. Um, you know, and maybe they were probably legit mm. to start, you know, and they wanted to do this and whatever. And then something happened. They lost all the money and, you know, yeah, I don't, panicked, I don't panicked and took off. Most people probably realize what it takes for a business to make it, but not everybody does, you know, and they, and they probably don't realize how quickly that shit stacks up. Mm-hmm. Like one problem becomes 20 problems overnight, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I could definitely see, and a lot of that could be just be what you think the product's going to cost and you take money for it and that it ends up being 10 times that amount or four, five times that amount just because of other shit you didn't think about or shit that you order and then you find out there's a fucking ginormous tax on it or a shipping tax that you weren't mm-hmm. aware of. And then like you just lose your ass on it. And if you don't have the money to back that up, like, you know, it just, yeah, it adds up a, quick. And Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, that shit follows you. So there's a guy that runs a really popular Facebook group and you know, obviously no one posts it in his group or because if they, well, when they do, it gets deleted, mm. but every, every like month or two, somebody will post in like the other groups or a couple people will post and say, Hey, don't forget this guy that runs this group is a piece of shit and ripped off a bunch <laughs> of people and he owes all these people money and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, the internet doesn't forget. No, it doesn't. So everybody knew that, you know, comes and finds this group and thinks, Oh, wow, this is some great thing. Like, you know, that could end up being someone who tries to buy something from him, you know, then you'll hopefully be lucky enough to be in one of those other groups or somebody is spilling the beans about him. Yeah. So yeah. Speak, speaking of people, we got to spill the beans about <laughs> good segue. <laughs> Was that a good one? Yeah. I don't know. These are so, our bean spillers. <laughs> yeah. Let me spill the beans about our Patreon supporters. So if you would like to support us over on Patreon, you can check us out over there at patreon.com slash makeshift podcast. We got a couple different levels that you can support us at. Uh, we use it for stuff like paying for our uh, hosting service here um, for actually recording these podcasts. And, you know, we'll see what else we use it on. But uh, we also shout we oh well, you're the top level, I guess I should mention, gets you into a Instagram chat with us, which is pretty fun. Uh, but we shout everybody's name out every week. So we've got Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concepts, Ed Johns of ButtJoints.com, JJ's Repair, Green Street Joinery, Michael Nye, Vincent Ferrari, Brenda, Chad's Custom Creations, Mike from Pixels to Prototype, Toby Merle of UK Knifemaker Supply, Henry Davis of H2 One Metalworks, Woodland Iron, David Beckwith, Matthew from Archiano Serio, Jake Largan of Metal Chef Customs, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Adam Coonrat, David Wood, The Grant Alexander, Austin Saunders, Brad from Brad's Customs, and Jeff Stein, a weird guy. Thank you all very much for the support. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. 
So yeah, speaking of support, something I want to get into was uh, man, so we're, I, we're nailing these segues. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've been getting a little frustrated with just social media in general, and I've realized that some of that's my own fault. But you know, you see all these people that are like kissing up to all these brands nonstop, and a lot of these brands are fucking huge brands that are on shelves of you know, your local hardware store that they don't necessarily need the maker community to talk about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's been kind of frustrating to me to see like the maker community kind of bend over backwards for these people just to get a sticker or a little discount code about it. And I'm like over here, like struggling, like trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my guys for the week. And I'm like, man, nobody's nobody says shit about me. Like they might like my shit or comment on it or maybe say something on a story and every, you know, I got to reshare every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. so I was getting frustrated about it and I'm like, man, so I I made a post the other day and was like, you know, I'd really appreciate if you guys shared this, like, and just made a montage of all the shit we've made on the cyclone and was like, you know, please share. Like I may make it out to seem like everything's sunshine and rainbows, but it's not like it's hard. And, uh, it got a shit ton of reshares. Like it got, I mean, I think it's probably the most uh, um, engagement or growth that my channel's had in probably a year or more, just because mm-hmm. like I gained probably a hundred followers in a in a day, and for you that's <laughs> like every five minutes. But for me, <laughs> you know, I might get like a follower every couple days or something. But I'm I'm not I'm not all over my social media. Like I'm not posting mm-hmm. as. I know I'm supposed to post every day or right. You don't, at least, you don't tie your shoes on a video like I do. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not doing the viral shit. I'm not doing the consistent shit, but I know that like in my mind, it's just, I need to post stuff for my, for my people to see and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but like I said, I had a ton of engagement on that. And like I, before the post, I was thinking I was kind of going to get on here and vent about just like how frustrated I was and nobody ever says shit or likes it or, you know, Mm. being a maker that's trying to make a brand, a bigger brand like that, like a, as a tool manufacturer, you'd think I'd have more support in my mind, Mm -hmm. but I think the support's out there. It's just that I'm not asking for it. I'm not cueing people and I'm not putting the story out there enough that they feel the need to share it. Not that, Mm. not that it's probably in any selfish way at all on their part or that I'm not worth their time, but it's just, social media. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of shit to talk about all the time. So I'm going to be honest with you. When you made that post, the first thing I thought was, Oh my fucking God, I've never shared anything for you. (laughs) I was like, that's terrible. But then I was like, ah, fuck him. He's never sent me a machine. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I didn't think that. Um, no, legit. Like I was, I seriously was like, Oh my God, I have never shared any of his stuff before. And that's why I like immediately shared it. And you know, I, I did feel bad about that. Not that you were trying to make people feel bad. It wasn't like, it just didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Like, why am I posting that? Hey, this Milwaukee, you know, thing that I got off the shelf at Home Depot and they wouldn't even ever, you know, say they wouldn't even like like one of my posts ever or something, you know, like they would have no interaction with me. Not that that's even Milwaukee. That's just their, you know, content person. But, you know, why am I posting about that? And I'm not posting what my friends are making, you know, Mm. so, 
yeah, I, I do have to get better about that. Um, I do think that that kind of stuff does work well. Like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, like giving someone a shout out doesn't necessarily help them, but resharing their stuff, you know, if it's something good, other people will see it in your stories, you know, and some of us, you know, have got decent followings and I think it's good to use that to your advantage, you know, to help yourself, help your friends, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there, there was a lot that came, a lot of good that came out of it. Um, but one of the things, just because of what you're saying, stood out in my mind is uh, there's a guy on like a fourth axis group. He owns the group. Super cool guy. Uh, Tally uh, Boatride, I think is his name. And seems like a super nice guy. Uh, really into the CNC community. But uh, mm-hmm. he posted, a, uh, He's you know, he's told me I can post in there as much as I want. I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to be spammy. So I'll post, you know, occasionally update on what's going on. But he had posted... He had reshared that to the group and was like, hey, you know, see what this company is doing. See if it's something that you guys are interested in being a, a fourth axis CNC group. Like, you know, that that's pretty much my demographic. So it's cool mm-hmm. for him to share it. Uh, but somebody commented on it and they were like, OK, I'm following their page, but I don't see how it really helps them. And he commented back and was like, uh, just just the fact that you like this post and you commented on it already boosted it on the page. He's like, so you following their page, liking and commenting does way more than you even think. And you don't even have to, you don't have to buy their machine, but that Mm -hmm. is helpful. And I, I liked it and liked his post and I commented on his and was like, yeah, man, like, thanks for following the page. Like, thanks for commenting. Like every little bit helps. And I don't, I think that most people just think like I have a small following, like it's not going to matter if I reshare it. I've got 500 people or, you know, whatever. Mm. But somewhere in that could be, and not just for me, but could be customers or if you're resharing somebody else's content, could be inspiration for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so don't undervalue the reshare of anything. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, you know, I still think that's part of the algorithm for oh. a lot of these things, you know, that they see how many times your post has been shared or saved and or liked or commented on or whatever, and that you know, puts it up one notch. So yeah, all that stuff matters. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of things just from that was that like, I was kind of being a pain in the ass by being like, Oh, nobody gives a shit about what I'm doing. But also like the amount of people that share, I think like 60 people reshared that one video within a day. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't probably half of those people reached out to me with just advice or like thing, you know, just whatever. And, you know, a lot of the advice I probably already knew of like how to do social media better, <laughs> but it's, it's implementing it all. You know, when you're, when you're trying to do as much shit as we're trying to do, and I'm the only person that's running like the business and the social media account and the website and all this shit, it's like, I might know the right way to do it, but I don't have that much time in the day to do all of the shit right. <laughs> like mm. I'm, I'm dropping the ball on a lot of shit at one time. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, social media is a, like, that's like a skill of its own, you know, yeah. like that, that's, that's a job of its own, you know, mm. that, that takes a lot of work. So that that's why people, why companies hire social yeah. media experts, you know? Yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, it was a it was a good experience, and I'm glad that I'm glad that I at least reached out and asked for people's help before just being like, "You guys Mm. suck. Nobody cares," (laughs) you know, just bitching about it. Why do you all hate me? (laughs) Well, it's funny, you know, you see that um, one thing that people will share all the time, where it's like, I don't, I guess I see it on Facebook a lot, where it's like, goes through all the things that you can do to help like your friend's businesses. It's like, yeah, without even buying the product and it's like, like it, share it free or whatever. I've seen that. that so many times and it's still now I've just seen it so many times that it just doesn't mean anything. Oh yeah. But I don't know. I guess seeing you actually posting it, I was like, you know, that, that kind of felt like a kick in the ass. So, (laughs) but whatever. Good. I'm glad, uh, glad you got something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, uh, I don't want to see you eating ramen noodles and whatever. Yeah, I actually <laughs> like ramen noodles. So, oh. you ever eat them raw? <laughs> no, that's insane. It's it's not bad. It's like a <laughs> like a potato chip kind of. <laughs> so thing, you just like it's open like a the chip. bag. Yeah. Do you put the I, seasoning on it, or do you just no? Like, that would be <laughs> gross. What are you crazy? Could you imagine just eating a packet of the seasoning? You just dip your finger in it, like oh, a, what's uh, what's like that? Mix like mix it candy. with some water and just throw the water back. <laughs> it's that candy where you like lick it and dip it. Oh yeah, yeah. The sugar. You, do that with, you, you rip them into just a few of the noodles and dip them, and yeah. <laughs> no, that's still insane though. Like lick just a noodle and dip it in the uh, seasoning, and then eat uh, it. I think uh, there's a lot of people though that actually uh, they'll make ramen with without the water, or they'll use the water without the seasoning and get the noodles like cooked and then they'll drain the water and then they'll put the seasoning on it. So it's like mm. a dry rub, like a dry seasoning. And I'm still like, that's fucking weird. Like I'm a, I'm a broth guy. I like to have the broth. I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't think we were going to be talking about soup. I did have some ramen noodle or, or not ramen. Uh, what are those things called? The Chinese uh, wontons. Mm. Ever have that? I'm pretty big fan of wontons. Like so. the egg roll looking thing? No, a fucking wonton. I thought a wonton an egg roll like... is a an egg roll is an egg roll. Oh no, sorry, like a crab a rangoon, wonton. but it's like. Well, I mean, kind of, but it's filling. soft. But I mean, they don't put crab oh. in them. They're like crab like rangoon a, is like it's like a pot stick fried. <laughs> no, it is completely not like that. It's not fried. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, what? we better wrap it up there. <laughs> you got to give me a wonton now. I hope everyone else was on my side, like <laughs> screaming, like, you, you fucking idiot. That's not a wonton. If it's not a crab rangoon or an egg roll, I don't even, I don't even want it. Or pasta. They're either saying that or they're like, why are they talking about food? Because <laughs> that's what I'd be saying. <laughs> like, you guys are drunk. Oh, go, home. go home. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up there. All right. Thank you all for listening. We yep. will see everybody next week. All right, see ya.